and gentlemen, yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Eric and Ron. Welcome to Sports Unfolded, Season 3, Episode 12, March to Opening Day. I am your host, Eric, my main man right over there. Ron, how are you tonight? Uh, Fired up, ready to go. Fired up and ready to go, as usual, my friend, so I'm not surprised. All right, so the over-under on lost Christmas cards is four. Way over. I'm going over. I'm already putting. I put my money in. Well over four. Be ready. Be ready. Yep. I mean, we shouldn't have much to start off with our leadoff story and you pissing people off. Because it's about March Madness. So March Madness is in full swing now. Uh, teams are already in the Elite Eight. Uh, your thoughts on what so far has transpired in the tournament, some of the things that you're looking for. There's still some sweet 16 matchups tonight. Uh, and then we can discuss some of the Elite Eight matchups that are, are going to happen as well. What what are your thoughts so far on how the tournament's turned out? Yeah, well, I mean, it's what it's not really a surprise. Um, you know, like I knew there would be some upsets, and there are, and there's still a Cinderella in the in the dance. Princeton, yep, number fifteen, Princeton um, still in, and you could even it's... consider number nine, uh, with Florida, um, Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not really a surprise. Um, first of all, when you're talking upsets, uh, it look, it's going to be more and more common as time goes on, uh, but just because of all the players that leave school early, I mean, most of these guys from the big schools are going to go after one year and they're going to, they're going to gauge it on the season that they had. Correct. So when you get somebody that has a big year and if it's their freshman year, they're gone. They're gone because their draft, their their stock won't be any higher than what it is right now. When yeah, you listen. have those, you know, top players. Yeah, it's an exhibition right now. So for these kids, honestly, you be you you get your name recognized based off of what happens in this tournament. The further some of these teams go, there's teams now looking at these kids and saying, "Wait, I didn't really pay much attention to them." Yeah, because when you look at makes you a look, difference. Yeah, you look at these matchups. Of course, there are some. There are some um, matchups tonight. Yeah. So in the, in the South, Sweet yeah. 16. South I mean, is number one Alabama versus San Diego State. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that Alabama is going to win that. Um, only two number ones left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what about Creighton versus Princeton? Is there a small piece that wants to see Princeton get into there the is a, There's a possibility that Princeton can take that one. They've already beat better teams than Creighton. So, I mean, when you look at it, if they're not considering themselves a Cinderella, then they're not counting themselves out. You know, it depends on how how the coaching gets these these Cinderella teams ready. And, and like, I think, again, at this point, is there really much to have to try to motivate these kids to say, look, you're a 15 seed right now about, you, you know what I mean? You're three hours away from right. being and, a leader. And, you know, like with these teams, like Princeton – 
you know, if they are individually thinking that they're surprised that they're there, then that's how you get the early exits. But if they're not surprised and they feel as though they should have been higher seed, then then you have a team that, you know, can be that first, you know, that isn't in the top 10 to go even further and possibly win it. Yeah. You know, I don't see Princeton winning it by no means. It, it but, definitely be insane. But it it you know, eventually it's going to happen. Eventually somebody out of that top what seven we said or eight, yeah. eight, eight is eight, going eight. to be a champion. So it's eventually about, gonna happen. What about the Midwest? You got number one Houston versus number five Miami tonight. Yeah, I think that one's ripe for an upset too. You know, I mean, look, Houston isn't like this powerhouse school. You know, I mean, when was the last time they were one number one ever? With it ever? It's been a while. So, I mean, Miami has always been one of those teams that have been, you know, for the most part, decent. And that's a team that could surprise a team like Houston because they don't know what it's like to be there. And so that's a that's a potential upset, but it isn't like Miami is a school that you know has no business being there. So, you know, so that's a, that's a that's a game that's probably going to be a pretty good game. Yeah. And then last night we had the benefit of of UCLA Gonzaga the two three matchup tonight. I expect this matchup just to be as 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 fierce. Texas number two. Versus number three, Xavier. I think that's yeah, going to be a, a great very match. great matchup. I think I, I think that's going to be one of those close games that we've seen a lot of late second heroics in these in this tournament. We've seen yeah. some teams that uh, honestly look like they had it in the bag and, and ended up losing or vice versa. So I'm really excited about that. Some of these uh, Elite Eight matchups already. Think about this matchup in the West. Number three, Gonzaga versus number four, UConn. Yeah, that, that's a game I think everybody has circled on their calendars to not miss that one. Yeah, Hurley, Hurley's done a great job uh, coming over from URI. I mean, obviously the Rhode Island roots with Rhode Island Broadcasting and, and where we are locally. I'm in Connecticut now, so the UConn fever and what that means. So if you look at just the matchup alone of what Gonzaga's been able to do for so many years now and being so consistent, was it eight years in a row in the Sweet 16? It's something insane. Like, he's just done a, such a phenomenal job with Gonzaga. Let's see if UConn now is has built that program now to, to go to the next step and be in the Final Four again. Yeah. Because there was a lot of questions about this program. And then in the East, you got number three, Kansas State, versus number nine, Florida Atlantic. Obviously, Florida Atlantic, that another Cinderella team. But the way Marquise Noel played last night, and you think about the show he put on versus uh, Michigan State, 20 points, 19 assists, five steals. Yeah, it's a, that's a – I mean, this kid, he's on the map it's now. probably one of the best games we've seen from a particular player in some years now. Uh, I mean, when you're getting almost, you know, 220s in those spots – yeah, that's that insane. is that's incredible. Assists. And then the five steals. Yeah, you know, I mean, the five steals is impressive too. Look, so, Kenny already saying thank you for joining, Kenny. No, UConn. Nope, he's out on UConn. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, he lives in Connecticut. He might want to make sure that he's uh <laughs> protecting himself. Look look over your shoulder now, Kenny, because there's probably gonna be some Yukon fans looking for you. Yeah, I mean, look, UConn is like these are two schools that are gonna put on a show, I'm sure. Um I particularly like Gonzaga in this. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if UConn wins this. Uh, like these are they're they're close. They're well coached. They're well yeah. coached. Coaching matters. You see it. Uh, so I'm going to ask you this question, Ron, before we move on, because they're not in our predictions. Number nine, Florida Atlantic, or number fifteen, Princeton. Which team are you going to say has the better odds of being in the Final Four? <laughs> it's a tough call. Yeah, I don't think either of them are going to be Whoa, there. Whoa! Well, look at that. That is that is that is going out on a limb. But I would say I would say Princeton. Princeton, right? I, I, listen, nobody expected what they're doing. So let's see. A couple of other quick notes: Rick Pitino hired as St. John's head coach. Thoughts on that? I mean, does he still have? Does he still have it? What 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 amazes me is if you think about what happened in in, in yeah Louisville uh, and in 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 that that whole situation and in, in controversy that that surrounded him in that program. Personally, I wouldn't have small, hired him. Yeah, he kept going to small schools schools, and because Iona yeah. played well and, and and did pretty well, here we go again. One that hurt a little bit. All my friends in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, there, uh, Ed Cooley going to Georgetown. That one stings a little bit. Yeah. Like if he went to a different school, I think it might not have, but Georgetown, that Providence, the Friars, that rivalry and, yeah. and what that's meant for so many years. It, it, it's just a tough loss. He's built, he's built, look, he's built the Friars into a great program. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's a great uh, opportunity to, to go to a, a bigger school, but Georgetown has not been good for, for many years now, many, many years. Yeah, look, I have a different opinion. You know, if he was that good, he would have put really Providence in position to be in these tournaments, and he hasn't. So They were in the tournament. Um, they lost. They were in the tournament last year yeah, as well. Yeah, but if they're only like once every few years, I mean, that's nothing. Like, yeah, if you're going to build up a program, you're going to build up a program to be I'm pretty in, sure the la three of the last four he's been in. I don't, I, I, I'm almost positive. I don't, I don't know. I'm almost that. positive. But again, we we move on. We're going to talk some NFL. Larry Bird is not walking through those doors. So Kenny is correct. Rick Patino. I why am I don't I'm not seeing all the chat. Ah, so now you got what I had the the other time. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk. Post them up. We're we're going to talk some NFL. And we're going to talk about the best fit for Ezekiel Elliott. Face, faceless, thanks for joining. Uh, so he's limit. Uh, he's basically can't come out and said that he. These are the three teams that he's he's willing to to play for: uh, Eagles, Jets, and Bengals. And we're going to debate it a little bit. Which teams? We, which team we feel it's the best fit? I kind of I kind of put them in an order. So I don't know if you did that or if you just want to talk about who you feel is the best fit. And then I can go through mine. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. That's all. Whatever here, makes you happy. I'm here to please you, Ron. And our sports unfolded fans. I will say this. I'll start us off. 
Um, I, these are the obviously the three teams all could be very competitive this season. They're all can potential Super Bowl teams based on if, especially the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers goes there. But what I will say is this: if it was me, I'm going to the Eagles, and that's my first choice. They were fifth in rushing last season. They lost Miles Sanders, which means I'm going to get some touches. They are pretty much a run first based offense. Yeah. I'm going to get some touches. Yeah. I'm a little concerned with the other two teams. How much will I get based off of where they finished? But my second choice would be the Bengals. Joe Mixon, not a true number one back. To, in my eyes, look, he does a little bit of everything, but they were 29th in rushing last season. There were only three teams worse than them. And that offensive line has been a problem for Cincinnati. So now you're running behind a poorer line, but then you, you got to look at the Joe Burrow factor. He's a proven winner, could possibly get them to a Super Bowl again if that's where Zeke decides to go. The Jets would be my final pick. So if the other two teams said, look, we're not interested, I'm, I'm, I, and I don't have a choice, I go to the Jets. But if I have a choice, Jets would be my least desirable location. 26th in Russian last season. But they get Brees Hall back off the injury, right? So we know he's the featured back. He's going to be the number one guy. He's getting the ball more than anybody else. And then with Aaron Rodgers possibly arriving in New York, how much are they going to really run the ball? They're going to want to pass the ball more and be a, become more of a passing offense. They've got two solid wide receivers and Lazard and uh, who's the kid from um, Ohio State that was there last year, the rookie. But um, right. So to me, that that's that's where Garrett. Right. So now uh, to me, they're going to be passing more than they are going to be running the ball. So I, if I'm Zeke, I'm not going there unless that's my only option. I'm going to the Eagles first and foremost. Yeah, personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to either of the other two. Um, look, I mean, I don't think I think Joe Mixon just had a had a rough year and I think it was. I think it had a little to do with just a slow start if more than anything and you know because we like cincinnati's gonna pass more you know you have joe burrow you have some great receivers there so they're gonna throw the ball more yeah jamar chase so yeah. they kind of took joe mixon out of the loop early in the season and if you remember they struggled early in the season you know, they weren't very consistent from week to week. So I think the running game had a lot to do with that because they they basically shied away from it. I don't think it had anything to do with Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is a fantastic running back. They just didn't use him right at the beginning of the season. And so I think he's still the number one. So therefore, if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, I don't go there. Um. And you mentioned Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball in, in New York. And frankly, I can't go there and waiting to see if Brees uh, Hall um, stays healthy or not. You know, because if he stays healthy, I'm, you know, he's not going to play. Period. I think the biggest thing is, and we're not obviously in uh, Zeke's head, how much does he want to be a factor in the offense? Does he want to be a focal point, a guy that gets the, you know, 20, yeah, 25 carries? And if that's the case, the Eagles make the most sense because they're going to feed him the ball. And right. Think and about, they're going to play Dallas twice a year. Yeah. Right. He's going to so, want to shine. Exactly. You think about the motivation for him. Yeah. All right. I'll, okay. I'll, you didn't want me. 
And That's right. So now all of a sudden, right, you, you can make Philadelphia the powerhouse in the division. You can possibly beat the Cowboys twice a year. The last thing you want to do is put a talented guy and have a chip on his shoulder. That's just the last thing you want to do. And if he's going to play in your division, that is the furthest thing you ever want to do. And he, he, this is what's going to happen. He's going to it, do that just for spite. Yeah, and if you think about it, Jerry Jones right now has to be sitting on the edge of his seat and saying, please don't go to Philly. Yeah. And I, I, I know there's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans out there, and we, I've heard it, that they, they're glad he's gone. Realistically, though, he was third all-time in your, you, you know what I mean, in that yeah. wheelhouse. And you got you guys had a, the fortune of having phenomenal backs through the that franchise. You yeah. can't tell me seeing him in an Eagles uniform, a former Dallas Cowboy who meant so much to the organization the last few years. You don't it's think gonna, that the Eagles gonna are going to try to sign him? Oh, it's going to sting. They, you know they want to. Yeah. And it's not because they don't think he's talented either, because I'm sure he can contribute. I yeah. think the right offensive line, which Philly has, that run-first offense mentality that they want to block uh, the, the run, you, you still got yeah. Jalen Hurts, who's that X factor. It's it, He's probably, I, I'm going to say it, and I know it pisses people off, but I think he's an upgrade from Dak. And to me, that so you're you're getting a better quarterback, a better offensive line, a better offensive philosophy that would would work for you. To me, Philly makes the most sense. I I would have I would have signed this deal as soon as Philly said they're interested. I mean, if anything, it's, you're talking about a quarterback that just makes better decisions. Yeah, 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 and and, and that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you want? It makes the most sense. Makes yeah. the most sense. So we're both in agreement. Philadelphia, yeah. it makes the most sense. Zeke Elliott. Yeah. I wouldn't even consider the other two. Um, you I'm know, surprised he if, if them. I was him, if Why I was you... him, I'd go, I'd go to a team that, you know, yeah. could, Why do you think, why do you think him. he put those three teams? Like he's basically limited himself now. He's picked these three teams. He said, these are the three teams. Why do you think he put the Bengals and Jets in there? I think he just wants to win. Right. So it, it, that's the only reason I could see, especially the Jets with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Right. Because he's like, if Aaron Rodgers comes and all these other players come with yeah, them, we, could we may have Super a Bowl. yeah, we may have a team. So, let's talk wow. about one I more. Thought I would never hear myself say that about the, the Jets, Jets win a Super Bowl. Yeah, please. Oh boy. Uh, so let's let's <laughs> talk about. There goes the Jets for the Christmas card. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady is back, but not in the NFL. <laughs> He yeah, he's has, playing in the WNBA, WNBA now. Yeah, so he is now a minority owner of the WNBA <laughs> team, the, the Las Vegas Aces. Do you mm. think he will eventually move into an NFL franchise ownership? Well, we had said this on one of the shows. We did. We did. But do you think this is the first step towards that? So this is my mentality and thinking with this whole process. Tom Brady was supposed to be a commentator next season, correct? Mm-hmm. And what did he say? I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to practice my 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 skills to make sure that when I do it, I do it correctly. I feel like this is the same thing. Let me yeah. get a piece of an ownership team, see how I do, see some of the struggles I may have. How can I be better before I go in and buy a, the Miami Dolphins or – you know what I mean? A, a team and say, I don't want to fail. I, I want to be successful at everything I do. Yeah. No, I think this is a trial run, to be honest with you. Um, 
Like it's pretty clear that he doesn't want to coach. No, yeah, I don't think he could do it. I you don't, know, I really don't think he could. Um, so you know, then we're talking general manager owner, and this is where he's at right now. Like you could see him paying attention to, you know, what the duties of a general manager is. And, you know, like when you look at it, John Elway, I mean, can't you see yeah. that path? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, it's just a question of what team where. <clears throat> right. So it's going to be in a position where, okay, he's going to get the experience. He's going to see how a general manager works. He's going to see how the ownership works, what he has to get done, all these laws and rules and stuff like that. And then he's going to apply it into the NFL. I mean, I can see this. You know, anybody that that has known Tom Brady, you know, when he goes into something, he's going to try to be the best at it. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what we said, right? It's It's funny that we're both on the same page right now <laughs> on both topics, yeah, I mean, which is kind of crazy because that look, never happens I mean, on our show. But hey, you know, when we're talking you? greatest athletes of all time, you know, he's in that that upper echelon of athletes and he gets compared to Michael Jordan all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, can he be better than Michael Jordan? Yeah. So I looked at it this way. I, I went back and I looked at some players that actually owned teams or have ownership in teams. Jordan in he right we, we he's pretty much about to sell it failed miserably yeah but it was his own sport right Wayne Gretzky yeah Phoenix Coyotes did not go well nope basically that's franchise, another guy that's right? in that that those four the Mount Rushmore so think about it right the greatest of all time at your sport trying to do it again in a different role in your sport will not have the same success I think that's what Tom's mindset maybe is like does he want to stay away from the nfl because look at these guys but then right. you got some success like magic crossed over the dodges they've been pretty successful i know you're going to hate this one here comes one less christmas but lebron in the boston red Sox, he's got some ownership in that so again if you get at- another reason why i shouldn't be a red Sox man Go San Diego. <laughs> and then you got, I and I didn't know this. Shaq has ownership in the San, Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Right. And this, this year they've, they're performing really yep. well, but so it, it can work, but it seems like if you were the, the, the be all, and we're going to say Michael Jordan, probably the greatest basketball player of all time. I know we're going to argue about it. People are going to argue. I'm Wayne there, Gretzky. Not arguing it. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky is definitely the best hockey player ever to put on yep. skates. Yeah. Tom Brady, probably the greatest quarterback to ever put on a helmet. Yeah. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't think they're as successful in their own sport because their mentality is it was easy for them in the sport. Ownership, you got to have the players that are going to want to play just as hard as you did and were just as motivated as you were. Right. And you also have to have something else, Eric. You have to, you have, to have patience and you have to know – when to stand back and let people do their jobs. And that's not easy because when you look square at the Dallas Cowboys, 
half of their demise is because of Jerry Jones. Yeah. Oh, not a half. I'd say 95%. Well, well, you know, I mean, that's the reason. He, 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 right. He talks over the coach. He's, he's the one doing yeah. the press conferences after games and doing that stuff. And that's what happens. Chocolate, yeah. thanks for joining. Ron has no face sweater anymore. Yes, that's Yes, uh, he Chakra said, I guess went is officially over. Ron has no face sweater anymore. So, <laughs> yes, yes, winter is over. Yeah, but it doesn't it, take It long. is spring. It is spring. Some days it's not so comfortable yeah. here on the East Coast. And though, I can't but. see the chat, so I apologize. And I can't put up, you know, normally I would put up all the comments, but I cannot do it for some reason. It's not coming up. And I have no idea why. But so what do you think? And we'll move on to the next topic. But what what would look like success for Tom Brady in this ownership piece to you? Uh, well, I mean, he's going to play a smaller role. Um, but what it does do, it puts fans in those seats because Tom Brady's name is attached to it. And think about the city he's in. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is looking over? Saying he's really he's got to be in Vegas. Yeah. So what happened? Jimmy G gets hurt. <laughs> it's like I, I, we're we're building across the way. Tom Brady can, you know, he can just yeah, come yeah. in and fill in. You sign Tom Brady. Last yeah. Josh. Minute. Josh gives him a call like, "Hey, Tom, you want to run it back for a little bit?" Yeah. Right. So Jimmy G got hurt again. You know, we need yeah. a quarterback yeah. for the rest yeah. of the way. Yeah. You remember when everybody was telling you Jimmy G was better than you? Let's prove them wrong, Tom. There's a little motivation for him. We may see Tom Brady in a in a Raiders uniform before the season's over. Ron, it is triple play time. Grounded to third. There's one. There's two. There it is. It's a triple play. It is triple play time. This one was very difficult for me. Uh, you know, so, what was difficult. What the was Sox that? game I watched yesterday. Oh boy, how's the pitch clock though? The pitch clock is much better. But like the it bats? doesn't matter. The games can still last long when they're giving up home runs all over the place. <laughs> so these three players led the league in points per game in 2020, uh, 2011, which is 12 years ago, uh, episode 12. Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. We are going to decide oh, who we start, who we bench, and who we cut. Really? And I went in the direction I never thought I would go in in this. So um, I started Cutting off all tonight. of them? And um, no, but I, I am, I, I, I don't even know if I could say it. We may have to just end the show right now because I don't know if I could say it, but I am starting LeBron James and I'm starting LeBron James because he offers a little more 27.2 points per game in his career, 7.5 rebounds, 7.3 assists. He's the best shooter out of the three of these at 50.5% field goals. Uh, not as not as good at the three point as Kevin Durant, thirty four point four. But eighteen time All NBA, nineteen time All Star, four time champ. So he has some championship mm, experience as well. Eighteen All NBAs. I yeah. am benching Kevin Durant, and I'm benching Kevin Durant because again of that shooting percentage. Kevin Durant shoots forty nine point nine percent for his career. 38.4% from threes. He has been a 10 time all NBA, 13 time all star, two championships. Even though Kobe Bryant has won five championships, I'm cutting Kobe Bryant. 
because of that shooting percentage, he shot 44.7% for his career, 32.9% from three. I love Kobe. I think Kobe was, I, I still put him in the top five all time, Mm-mm. but he shot, and we, we're not going to argue it. But what I will say is this, he, he took a lot of shots. And I'm going to say they weren't all quality shots because you shoot 44% for your career. That's not very good. So I went LeBron because of the 50% in the longevity. Plus, he gives you a little more when it comes to the assist rebounds factor. So I, I start LeBron. I, I benched Kevin Durant, and I caught Kobe Bryant. Okay, so so here's the way I looked at it. Um, it had to be LeBron James starting because he – he is one of the top six players of all time. Where am I right now? Okay. And obviously, right, he's number one scorer of all time. But right. That, that has no bearing on my decision. He's just, the, he's just the sixth best player to play all time. Okay. Period. There we go. Sixth and the ahead. sixth best. Okay. Okay. Sixth go ahead. best. Yes. Okay. So if you want me to name No, them, I do not. Michael, Larry, Magic, Russell, Kareem. (laughs) You struggled there. Go ahead. I just wanted to make sure I had all of them. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, so the sixth best player of all time. LeBron James, yes. um, (laughs) He has to be the starter, right? Now, he's hurt a lot, right, lately? Well, he's also, yeah, I mean, he's... Right, so, twenty. therefore, I cannot take Kevin Durant because then you might not have nobody playing for you. Yeah, but Kobe was hurt a lot, too. Um, He still played 400 more games than KD. So, I will take Kobe Bryant, put him in that that backup role um, with those five championships, um, 18 All-Stars, 15-time... Um, all NBA. He's also better defensively than KD. And I'm sorry when it comes playoff time, the Celtics exposed him. He wasn't as good offensively when you know how to play against him defensively. And therefore I cut Kevin Durant. I think his numbers are going to suffer. And I don't know if he's going to play more than one more year which is already what I've been saying now for several weeks. Yeah, look, look I, this wasn't an easy one. I, I know. No, it wasn't. Your, your personal because I really don't they, like any of them. <laughs> but they're all, and you look at it, they're all about this kind of the same Yeah. in, in one way or another. The score is first. Yeah. You know, so it, it was just interesting. And they all obviously and, double did I don't think that Kobe, you know, made wise decisions on his shot selection. Yeah, no. And, you know, it's like I don't have him in my top 10. Yeah, I think you're insane for that, but I'm not going to. I don't have him in my top 10. Come on. I'm going to take Dr. J over him. You know, I I can't. I To me, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe was the closest thing to Jordan in my eyes. And I'm not saying he's the second best player ever. That shooting percentage isn't good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough. Just the competitive. It's not good enough. So I did a run on this one, though. The, you look at the eye test and what he was on that court. He was ferocious. I'm he not was, saying that. He, there was nobody better on the court every night when he was on that court. There wasn't. 
Well, that's not true either. There wasn't. Because even the championships that, that, that he won or lost. Michael, so you're going to huh? tell me he was better than Michael on the court? <laughs> he played He played against Michael, but Michael obviously was later on in his career. It's still, I would And you don't think Michael he had something to prove? That, he's one of those guys. He's like a Tom Brady. When you, yeah. when you put him on the court, it, he was a different animal. I'm just saying, not in my top animal. 10. He, he was a, okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to I'm change your saying. mind. I'm just saying, I, I don't agree with it. So, so we have oh boy, no cards from the Jets. We have no cards from probably Kobe Bryant's family. All the Lakers fans. We'll, we'll go with the Lakers. All the Lakers. Or Kevin Durant for that matter. I so. told you over. I already called the over. Yeah. I already called the over. So let's continue this NBA theme. Really great trip. And we play, just though. started. That was a great triple play. And we just started. Yeah, we just started. And I've already gotten rid of four Christmas cards. NBA time. And we are going to talk some Paul George injuries. Oh, here and comes I more. That, more I, cards. I know that's a little bit of a surprise. But how does this affect the Clippers? What? And their chances? He has an injury? I know. It's kind of crazy to think about. Oh, my God. I would have never have thought that. And my producer is going to bring up that injury. You could see him uh, you know, on the court. Um, can they advance in the Western Conference without Paul George? No. <laughs> no. All right, and the next story. Uh, See, that one took that took like all of a minute. <laughs> Look, this is okay. This <clears throat> this is the beginning of the end of the Clippers, right here, right? I, I, I think mean, so. when you think Listen, about I it, I think they've been one of the biggest disappointments in NBA history. And well, that's yeah. crazy because you think about that Lakers team when they got Carl Malone and Peyton. And that, but that was a one-year thing, one-year experiment. It didn't work. No, they've been three years now with him, Kawhi, and trying to trying to build this super team with the Clippers. And this happens every year. Happens yeah. every year. No, it does. And now watch when the Clippers. Oh wait, I shouldn't say it because that's my future. Oh, never mind. I'll wait. Okay, I will say this: it's the same <laughs> knee that 2014 that 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 horrific knee injury in the USA basketball. Uh, I think it was an exhibition where the, the bones came out of the knee, but he's yeah, they say shoulder two to surgeries. three weeks, but I think it's going but to be more than that, but that's to be reevaluated. So you're talking <laughs> about, he's missing the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Then he, you got to go in and see if he's ready to play playoff basketball. Now yep. you got, you can't just amp him up and say, go right. Yep. He has to take his time right now. He's second in the, uh, on the team in points. He's fourth in rebounds, third in assists, tied for first with steals. He's first in minutes. This is a big loss. This is this is like pulling a, a a Jason Tatum off of the Boston Celtics for the yeah. Clippers because he's that he's that guy. He's that guy. We yeah, no, out. look, got a knockout there. I thought the bell rang. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It, it's a it's a knockout for a the knockout. Clippers. Knockout for the Clippers. I like it. You know, that's it. It's over. Season's so, done. Do you break them up. Pack it up? Do you let? Do you say this? This experiment. We'll talk over. about it in a little while. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk some Celtics because this story can, continues to grow, and it's it's snowballing at this point. But Jalen Brown not happy with the organization. A lot of talk about how he feels disrespected. Would you trade Jalen Brown when the season is over if the Boston Celtics don't make it to the finals? Yes. You gotta. Because if they're not going to make it to the finals, then what's the point? 
you're just going to have the same season over and over and over again. Are we gonna, are we look, it's that old saying, you know, if, if you do things over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Yeah. It's a definition of insanity. Right. Yeah. Look, this Doing is where we're thing. at. So, so Jalen Brown spoke uh, recently about his future uh, with the team. And this was his comments. We'll see how they feel about me over time. And I feel about them over time. Hopefully whatever it is, it makes sense, but I will stay where I'm wanted. I will stay where I need, uh, I'm needed and treated correctly. Yeah, no, this is, see, I, I, I this think is, it's beyond repair at this point. This is, this is what we're talking about. This is like, you see this drama now, this is, how do you think it started in Brooklyn? So these little stupid comments, right? And then they keep growing and growing and growing and everybody's butt gets hurt. And then you have to just butt hurt. <laughs> then, All right, Rod. Then yes. you're rebuilding, right? So yeah. that's it. This is it. Enjoy it while it lasts, folks, because it's it's back to the drawing board again. And and can I say this is what bothers me about sports today? Maybe I'm you know what? Let me rephrase that. This is what bothers me about sports in general. Because I even remember when Scotty and Michael, and there was always that Scotty wanted to be the guy. Shaq and Kobe. So, right? Shaq and Kobe. And listen, Shaq and Kobe would have won probably eight to ten championships. <laughs> yeah, they would have. Right? And yet here we are, right? <laughs> and, and now you're gonna see the same thing happen here in Boston because yeah. Jalen Brown just can't say, look, all right, if I gotta be one B, but see maybe I'm not one A, but I'm one Eric, B. Here's, it's where not good enough. here's the point you're missing, though. You're talking about Scotty and Michael. How many championships did they win? Six. <laughs> You're right. How no, many I'm not did Shaq and Kobe three, win? Three. Yeah, I'm not saying, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you're on the cusp of being. I mean, they're a piece away, probably. Right, and this and is yet what you're we gonna, said before. You're gonna and break they it didn't up. do it. Yeah, and but you're gonna break it up because I personally <coughs> can't be the second fiddle in, on the team. Why not? And he's not. That's he's the, the second problem. best player in Boston. You can't say he's not. I'm just saying, but he's not second fiddle because there are games where he gets more points. There are games where Tatum gets more points. You know, and it's it's what you make of your shots. And this is this has been plaguing this team for a while now. They can't get it together at the same time. You know, in the fourth quarters. These two guys need to coexist in the fourth quarter for the Celtics to do anything, and they're not doing it, period. It's not happening. Listen, when you want to be the guy and take the shot, it gets very hard, and you're not going to play as hard when you know it's not coming your way. Right, exactly. And I think this is where we're at with Boston, but what do you get for him? What, what possibly can Boston get for Jalen Brown? Is he a true number one on any other team? For the most part, let's say. I mean, obviously, no. there's some teams. No, see, he's I, I, not. Think, I think he. You could build a team around him. Well, like where in Orlando? Put him on Brooklyn. He's the best player on that team right now. That's because right they just now. got rid of everybody. Right. <laughs> if he you know, was this, not, is, this is okay. What how about this? Uh, De'Aaron Fox, one of the best play point guards in in the NBA in Sacramento, but you put Jalen Brown there. That's a champ. That's a possible championship team as well. 
think? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's I you put him on Houston, Houston doesn't have talent around him. You put him on Orlando, there's not enough talent. But you put him how about this, Ron? Milwaukee Bucks, they get Jalen Brown. Would they be the best team in the NBA right now with Giannis? Well, I think they might be the best team without him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, so, and I don't think he would go there. But again, I think that's the point. Like he he could be a champion with the right kind of team. Yes, if, he can. If, but he, mentally, I don't know if he could. Pro- I don't think he'd want to go to Philly. Does he want to be second fiddle to Embiid? He won't go. He's not going to Denver because he don't want to be second fiddle to Jokic. He wants a team for himself. Yes, but there's a problem with that, Eric. I don't think he can carry a team by himself. He can't do it. It's not him. Minnesota. No. Him, him Towns. Well, if you're going to keep him. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, if you're going to add him to that big cast of characters. But he's what? Going to be third guy there? I think he's better than both of them. (coughs) I'm not so sure. Now they become second fiddle to him. And I think ultimately boosts his ego and he's, he's the guy. But I agree. I think it's time. I think it's time to let this thing. I would have done it this year. That's what I was saying. I would have done it this year because you're literally ruining the chemistry or any chemistry that's left. It's it's yeah. been destroyed. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, but. because now how do you think that makes Tatum feel? You know, and smart and all these guys. Now they're like, well, what's up with that? You know, like you you just you just blasted your teammates, basically. That's what you just did. I mean, you can't do that. Because now, when you go to another team, all those players are going to look at you funny. You know, because, oh, when, when's he going to stop blasting me now? Yeah, and, and I, I think I, it, butthurt's going to come out a lot today, I guess. But yeah. when you look at business-wise, you're going to make phone calls about all your players. I am going to guarantee that there's been Jason Tatum talks at some point somewhere. Okay, so let's put this... Let's hit the nail on the head here. If Wayne Gretzky can get traded, then who the hell are you? Right? So let's not let's not even go there. And Wayne Kareem Gretzky got traded in, in his prime. It wasn't like Wayne Gretzky got traded and he wasn't right. very good. He was still one of the he was the he best, was the best player, player. <laughs> at the time he got traded from Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah, so I, look, I I just think these guys ment- mentally just check themselves out because they Soft. feel like, and it's 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 the way the world is now. Look, you. it's it's how the NBA is now. Players are softer, and I don't care what anybody tells me, they're softer. You know what I wanted to go back to real quick, and I'm glad you brought that point up, Ron, because this was the thing with the Paul George thing that probably pissed me off more than anything else. They've sat these guys, Kawhi. Paul George at times, yep. right? All these guys, and they, everybody in the NBA does it. Oh, we're going to sit them, rest them. We want them for the playoffs. Exactly. But the few games they play in, then they get hurt, and they're out for the rest of the season. Right. You're, you're so creating the softness. You yeah, you got no benefit from it. Look, it literally uh, hurts you. Okay, so let's take another step. I'm I'm using hockey as the, the you thing. Are, you can't count hockey. They're tougher than anything. Guy has a stroke. But I'm saying it's like – the Bruins, oh, the, you know, all the talk is, oh, they're the going to rest Bergeron. They're going to rest this guy. Bergeron hasn't sat. In fact, he's played every shift that he normally plays. Okay? So don't give me that, oh, they're going to sit out. They're going to do this. No. The hockey, like those guys, they're tough. You know, when when in the past, you think Bill Lambier was sitting out? 
You think he was sitting out? He'd be like, I am not sitting out. <laughs> I'm just going to go on the court and you have to stop me. <laughs> That's the way it was back in the day. It's not like that now. That Now they don't even want to play. They want to play five minutes, try to get as many points as they can in that five minutes, and they go sit down for the rest of the day. Yeah, the, the league, the league, definitely. And I, I, I like the fact, and I it's been discussed now, that there's going to be a, like some kind of minutes or games played yeah, for oh, you to get an award. So I think maybe it motivates guys to say, so look, fair. if I want to be the MVP, so I want to be right. It has to, to be fair. I don't blame the player. I think most players would try to play injured. The companies are just trying to protect their investment. So Chakra believes it's more it's about protecting the investment. It, it could be, but again, what game do, they could get hurt. Just walking out of the arena, going or down riding the a bike. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I get what they're, but you put yourself, think about the NBA in what you put the position in of saying, look, could they have been a number one seed if those guys played all year and, and, and played well? Now, all of a sudden, you're a fourth, fifth seed. You have one of your key guys is out and you're pretty much going to get bounced in the first round because you didn't play 75% of the games during the regular season. Yep. They're, they're well rested, which is great. But if you're injured, you can't play at all. Right. And that's what they've created in the NBA. And it's, I, I think it's gotten to a point where I, I love the fact that if you're going to make it, look, you want to win an MVP, a defensive player of the year, you want to win any of this stuff, you got to play majority of the games. Yeah. It's going to be like 80% or, or more. And if you don't, then unfortunately, guess what? You can't win the award, period. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, you look at, you know, some of like MVPs and stuff like that. When it comes crunch time down the stretch, that's when the award is won. You know, it's like, yeah, we have all these guys, you know, that are vying for that trophy. It's what you do at the end, how you finish the season. And let's face it. Remember when Jason Tatum was the focal point of that MVP talk? Let's face it. It's not happening now because the, the Celtics yeah. are in a spiral he downward. He stinks now. But at the, that's that's a whole Just other saying. story. Yeah, yeah, They're look. not talking about him anymore. But he did score 55 in the All-Star game, Ron. So as a Celtics That's fan, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. Whoop-de-do. Whoop-de-do. That's what that did. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he played. they played hard. Can I say that dynamic, too? I think ultimately ruined that relationship. Because there were so many fans that wanted to see Brown versus Tatum that it actually, I think, enticed them more to say, look, we don't like each other. If that makes sense, I, I don't know why I think that, but to me, I feel like the way the fans wanted to see it so bad, and then the two of them just kept going at each other to see who was well, better. Well, they're going to get their wish next year, that's for sure. Ooh-wee. Future prospects, it's coming. He'll probably end up in Brooklyn. He probably will, honestly. So let's, uh, great discussion, by the way, great discussion. Tracker, thanks for bringing that up as well. Can we talk yeah, some major... Let's 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 talk some major league baseball here. And uh we're gonna bring up we may consider the, the best I'm having all kinds of issues. The best baseball player in baseball today, Shohei Otani. Would you consider him the best baseball player in the game today? Yes. He's been for a couple of years now. But do you think the world baseball classics, Japan winning it, does that make or does that elevate him even more? Um, yeah, it elevates it more because that puts it on a world scale as well. And what he did to 
what he did to Mike, Mike Trout, Trout was just not even fair. Right, right at the end of the game, right? He <laughs> the, the final strikeout to get the save. Yeah. And, and the excitement there. But think about this, Ron. He's probably the most dynamic player we've seen in baseball since. And the, the first guy that came to my mind was Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. not because, right? Because there was, he was a guy a that, even though it wasn't on my, my team, and I wanted to see every day what he did. Absolutely. And it's almost like that now with Otani. Does he hit a home run? If he's not hitting a home run, is he pitching, you know, I mean, seven innings of, of, of fantastic with baseball? 10 plus strikeouts. Right? Like, it's just insane because you want to yeah. see this guy now. He's become that guy. That Yeah, player. he is. Um, you know, when I look around the league, I mean, you see some players um, that, you know, can hit the ball. Then you see some players that can field. Then you can see some players that can that can pitch lights out. Well, this guy can kind of do it all. Like he does it all. And you know, and you and you mentioned Ken Griffey Jr. And that's really, I mean, outside of that home run chase that was yeah. false. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But fabricated. Okay. And uh, we get it. You know, but outside of that, you look at the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., and he was the guy. Like, everybody wanted to see him play. Everybody thought he was the best player in the league, bar none. I still remember the home run derby round when he flipped his hat backwards. Oh, my God. And Bo knows Bo. Bo was another guy, right? Like, the dynamic of football. Great point, Chakra. Bo Jackson. Chakra's got some great – I wish I could put – the comments yeah. up there. So Chakra, right? Bo knows baseball, right? Bo knows football too. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of football, that injury, we never got to get the full chance above, right? <laughs> and it was that was another guy like you wanted to see yeah. Deion Sanders with the yeah. multi playing baseball and, and football, and, and and obviously the we're getting that now with Otani. Like Otani, yeah. even though it's just one sport. He's playing he's playing both sides of the field now. Like you get to see yeah. him pitch, you get to see him hit. He's winning yeah, the World phenomenal. Baseball Classic, right? It's just what a great player. Yeah, no, and you know, it's players like this come around once in a lifetime, right? You know, you're you're looking back, yeah. You know, I shouldn't say lifetime, I say generation. Um, you know, you got like a 30 year period of generational baseball. Um, you go back to the nineties for Griffey, right? You go back uh, another 30 years, you know, you have like Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, you know, back further and further, you know, this is what you get, you know, every so often. And yes, we love watching Aaron judge hit home runs, but this is more than that. This is, this this is just a little more right i mean like you know it's like everybody's paying attention to everything he does when he's just walking to the mound or walking to the baddies batter's box everybody is watching him nobody gives a crap about anybody else on that field at that moment nobody else ron listen to some of these numbers in the world baseball classic in 23 plate appearances, he batted 435, 10 hits, nine runs scored, four doubles, one home run, eight RBIs, 10 walks. Yeah. It's pretty good. But then we got to throw in 
three appearances as a pitcher. He was 2-0 and in 9.2 innings, a 1.86 ERA with 11 strikeouts, no home runs given, and the save to clinch the championship against Mike Trout. I mean, can the man so, do – what else can he do? I think right. he may be actually – in the in the stands, actually selling concessions and in, in, during the you know in between Eric, innings. Let's put this in perspective. Do you remember when Kurt Schilling had the bloody sock and in that yeah. World Series? Yep. Look, let's put this in perspective. So it was like taking Kurt Schilling that year, you know, being a starter, then closing, yeah, yeah. and combining him with David Ortiz that that same playoff run. Putting them together—that's the numbers that you just gave right there. That's the numbers. Have you ever? Have you ever? You, you play some video games, Ron. Have you yeah. ever played a video game and you're trying to build your guy up so that like he could do like everything? Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. We, that's what we have. We have a yeah, guy he's now. The perfect that, baseball player. Yeah. Right now. Like he could pitch. He can hit. He can do it all. And yeah. I'm like, I, I I just don't I don't know if I truly believe yet. if you throw him anywhere in the field, he'd excel at that too. Yeah, I, I, listen, I don't think there's going to be another player, f- to your point, for the next 10 to 15 years that touches this kid. And yeah. the, the the biggest thing, I cannot wait for the offseason. When he's he a free agent. Sign, when, yes. How much <laughs> money do you pay him? Is he not? He could be the first billion-dollar player. He's going to get – he's going to – look, somebody's going to hand him a check, and it's blank. Billion. Fill it out, Shohei. <laughs> first first billion-dollar player. Ten yep. years, billion dollars, hundred million a year, or something. It's going to be something outrageous. Let's yeah, talk about I, I think it could be right. Let's talk about another player got injured in the World Baseball Classic. This is another big injury. We know about the Diaz situation we talked about last week. Now, yep. uh, Jose Altuve, yeah, uh, with the thumb, he's going to miss the first two months of the season. How do the Astros overcome this uh, for the first few months? You know what's sad? I still think they'll finish first. <laughs> I, I still think they'll finish first. I, I, I do mean, have to say, who's going to do it? Like Seattle? Now. Yeah, baseball's only. Seattle's a talented team, though. It is. So don't sleep on the Mariners. I'm not, but, but I'm just saying. I, I think, look, at the end of the day, though, they, you got to also remember you're defending champions. And we know sometimes you get that hangover. And it takes some time. Now, having yeah. your, your clubhouse leader out, the guy that's supposedly going to replace him, David uh, Hensley, he only had 29 at bats last season. Yeah. He's scheduled to start for them at second. That's a big downgrade. Yeah, you know, look, they still have a great lineup. You know, I mean, you, they still have some some solid bats in that lineup. And if they get the pitching, they're still going to be able to win those games. If they can stay within 5 of the lead. You know, if they like say Seattle is in the lead, if they're within 5 by the time he comes back, Houston could take that division. Okay. All right. We'll have to check it out in, in our MLB preview show. I mean, unless up. the Angels surround Shohei with some other pitchers. Maybe maybe that strikeout motivates Mike Trout and he, he goes <laughs> down. Or do they become the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum? They could. That could be it. That could be yeah. it, too. So, I again – Great play, but here we go again with that injury we talked about. I, I, yeah. If during the regular season coming up, I don't know. I still would have been upset if I'm the Houston Astros. But we move on because it's future prospect time, my friend. Sports Unfolded. Future.
So the way this segment works is basically we're going to make two bold statements that we are going to say is going to happen in the future. We are predicting what happens in the future. It can be about any sport. I am and first, Eric will just recycle. Uh, recycle every one of them. I didn't this week. I don't think I did. Uh, so I will say my first one. So there's been a quarterback that's been working out a little bit. And I think there's going to be a comeback. Cam Newton is going to sign with the Baltimore Ravens, with the Baltimore Ravens, and not only sign with the Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens will make the playoffs. He's not starting, though, right? He will start. He will eventually take over Huntley because Lamar Jackson will be gone. Wow. Cam Um, Newton, starting quarterback, Baltimore Ravens, gets him to the playoffs. No. Uh, No. I don't actually doubt, you know, that he's going to sign with the Ravens and take over Huntley's job. I don't doubt that, but they're not making the playoffs because, first of all, when you take over somebody's jobs, that means that they're struggling and they're not a good football I, I am almost positive as well. I'm pretty sure I read today. Nelson Aguilar signed with the Ravens. So he's got a top-notch wide receiver to throw to as well. It's a done deal. Done deal, playoff bound. Baltimore wow. Ravens with Cam Newton. Okay, so that's not happening. Um, I think it is. Look, without Lamar Jackson there, they're not making the playoffs. Okay, they got they're talent. Not good enough. They're not they good made enough. it with Huntley, who is not very good. They're not good enough. Okay. Okay, what do you got? What's it's, your like, it's like there we go now. He's they have up. a Russian player, not good enough. Come on. Come on. All right, so I will put my bold uh, prospect statement out there. Um, I held it back in the other segment talking about um, the the uh, Clippers. So after they get bounced out in the first round, so they will lose round one of the playoffs. I don't care who they're playing. doesn't even matter. Uh, they are going to get eliminated in round one. And that is going to send the the bloodhounds out scouting, and they are going to unload, and they're going to start all over. So, Clippers, hope you enjoyed your little kind of run. Charade. You know. The little you know, charade that was the Los Angeles Clippers. You know, you weren't the other team in L.A. for a little while. They're gonna have a nice very stadium. little while. They're gonna have a nice new arena, so yeah. So that'll be always a positive, right? So a nice new arena with no players. So all right, all right. I I, I pretty much agree with you on that one. My second one, Bill Belichick will be fired in 2024 and not be the all-time winningest coach. He will not get the record. It is a done deal. Bill Robert Kraft is going to do similar to what Jerry Jones did. Fire Tom Landry after all those years as the Dallas Cowboys. That's because I was on, I'm been on the phone with him. Okay, so Kraft decides I've had enough of being nine and eight or eight and nine or whatever they're going to be for the next couple of years, and he says I'm done with Bill Belichick. It's a done deal. Yep, 2020. He wants to win. Done. Fired. 
Then he's going to bring Tom in as general manager. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. You laugh. Oh, boy. You laugh. Okay. Don't yeah. laugh. You know him and Tommy. He loves Tommy. It's his That's, son. It is. It is. It is. But that was my second. But yeah. All right. So, Toronto Blue Jays will be the number one seed in the American League when playoffs come around. Um, and they have the best rotation in the league and the yeah, best I think, lineup. I think they're coming to arrest you for that statement, but go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. exactly. That's that's the emergency unit going out to Yankee Stadium right now. Okay. You know, that, no. You're just trying to no. fire me up. It's not going to work. It's not. I know. Work. I'm just saying, you know, they're going to be the top team in the American League this year. They, they were great on paper last year, too. So yeah. They were. Yep. How well did that turn out? Not very well. Okay. I was a year off. Yeah. <laughs> they should have been good That's last what it year. Was. You are you're a year off. You got it. You got it right, my friend. You're a year off. Oh my Back goodness. To the World Series they go. So we are that is our future prospects. We will tune it. We will see how many of them come true. We will continue to monitor them. All of mine will come true. But we are going to talk some NHL and one of your favorite players. I know how much you love talking about uh Sid the Kid. Crosby has joined Mario Lemieux uh, with 11 seasons of 30 goals or more. Um, do you think this is a big accomplishment for him? And why does he not get the credit? We talk a lot about Ovechkin. And, uh, in, in, you know, when we talk, is it because of the goal scoring is more attractive? Because this kid's putting up some numbers. It's very, he's very talented. Yeah, he is very talented. It is a good, and he's one a champion. good accomplishment. Yep. Right? He's, He's won, won some championship. championships. Nobody is saying that, you know. But well, you have, but you know, ahead. when you're talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, you look at the names that it, they've had. You know, uh, you're talking Mario Lemieux. I don't care how many thirty goal seasons this guy puts up. Mario was a better player. He tied him though. Yeah, but that's because Mario Lemieux didn't play after that. <laughs> There's a difference. Mario had injuries, saying, right? So. At what point do you, you start to say, okay, where do you take the excuses out and look at him as a legitimate top-notch NHL player he of is, this era? He is a top-notch player from his era. But he's the number three penguin of all time. He he uh so there's I guess the NHL stats. Crosby is the first player in NHL history to record a 30 goal campaign at 18. And then again at 35. Yeah. No other player's done that. That's it. It's impressive. Look, nobody is questioning that. Like everybody considers him one of the best players in the league. And that's longevity. That's a long time. It is. Play, right? It is. And he's, he's, he can still do it. He still belongs in this league. So next year I expect him to lace up the skates again <coughs> and make another run at 30. So ranked to 31st all time in the world, <laughs> 548. Yeah. 15th in points all time. Yeah. And he's actually ahead of Ovechkin. Yeah. When it comes to points. So Ovechkin. I would rather have him than Ovechkin. Wow. Well, look at you. All right. There it is. There's a bold prediction. Hey. Everyone. So I get a Christmas card back. Maybe. 
But then you lose one from Ovechkin. So either well, way, yeah. So I mean, there it goes. You, you, know? you broke I mean, even on that one. Yeah, you broke even on that yeah, one. But I, I, I mean, I I don't think we give him enough credit. I, I also me, don't I, get one from Cam Newton either. <laughs> I, I, I feel laugh. like I feel like look. At the end of the day, uh, I, I think he, to your point, I, he's one of the best that have done it in the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, you know, I get uh, I hop on him mostly because of fans that put him in the top five. That's just wrong. It's not. He's not a top five player all time. You know, I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. You know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer when his five years are up. We got to Ron. Ron's top five in all the sports. We got to do one of those. Put that up. That's easy. That, that would be a fun one. That would be uh, but he is a Hall of Famer. He is, you know, a great player. You know, I mean, this guy puts up numbers. He 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 plays pretty well in his own end too. You know, he does good on the faceoffs. You know, um, but he see the problem. The problem that seems like he doesn't get the respect is because he's not the best goal scorer, because he's not the season leader in assists all the time, because he's not the top face-off guy, you know, and defensively he's not the best defensive forward. So you, you look at all those things, and so he doesn't get his respect. But how many players can do – all of those things. That's the thing that we're that people are missing, you know, that fact. There's not a lot of players that can put up those numbers across the board. Okay. And All he right. does. So it probably puts him in, you know, the top six or seven players in the league right now, which is pretty good at age 35. All right. I'm listen. I just I just wanted to bring it up, and I know, I, I this show is should have been named all the players that Ron really can't stand, and we're gonna talk about him. Oh, oh, that's real. He is a crybaby, though. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. So I just took away the Christmas card. <laughs> Take it away. So we are gonna move on to our pick and roll, the best segment on this show. It's time for I still say that's Kenny. Roll. That is Kenny. Pick and roll time. And again, we're going back to the 2011 season in the NBA. These, all these players were drafted in 2011. And we're going to debate on these top seven players uh, and rank them seven to one. And those players are Kyrie Irvin, Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Nikolai Vucevic, Jimmy Butler. Tobias Harris and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I start us off. I had some trouble. The 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 back end of it wasn't as difficult. Four through one was very difficult for me. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, at seven, I went Tobias Thank Harris. You. Tobias Harris. That was a good one. Very good. <laughs> Tobias Harris uh, at seven, 16.2 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 2.3. Serendipity, thanks for joining. Uh, 2.3. Uh, assists 47.7 field goal percentage 37 percent from three 83 field goal percentage had no other he didn't win an all-star hasn't been all nba hasn't won a anything shouldn't have been on the list i i did it for a reason but <laughs> nikolai vucevic comes in at number six 
17 points a game, 10.5 rebounds. So the only guy on here with a double-double averages a double-double, but in uh, 2.8 assists, 49.5% from the field, 348 from three. 76.2 free throw, not very good. Only one, uh, only been in two All Star games, so hasn't stood out enough to be ahead of some of these guys. Sure. At five, I went Kemba Walker. Nineteen point three points per game, three point eight rebounds, five point three assists, an absolutely atrocious free uh, field goal percentage at forty one point eight percent, thirty six from three. He almost shoots threes better than he does uh, just overall. Eighty four percent from the free throw. Uh, from the free throw line, four all-stars, one all-NBA. So I gave him a notch because of the all-NBA. That's why he's ahead of those other two guys because at least he was considered the best player at one point at at his position. At least one season. Yeah. At four, this is where it starts to get really tricky for me, but I went four. I went Jimmy Butler. 18.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 46.6 points. Uh, field goal percentage, 32.2 from three, 84.2 in the free throws, six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive player, one-time steals. So he's defensively one of the best uh, currently in the NBA. But I I just didn't feel no championship. I kind of held that against him. I did a run on this one a little bit. At three, I went Kyrie Irving who had the most points out of all these guys per game. It's 23.4, 3.9 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 47.2% from the field at 39.2 from the three-point line, 88.4 from the free throw line. So he's a very good shooter. Eight all-stars, three all-NBAs. He was the rookie of the year this year, so he was considered the best rookie out of this class. And he had his one championship. So... At two, I went Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, 19.7 points per game, 3.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 45.6 from the field, but 41.5% from three-point range. You think about the amount of threes he throws up, that's pretty impressive. 85.2 from the free throw line. Five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, one-time All-Defensive, and a four-time champion. And even though I don't like his style, I don't like the fact that he sits out more than he plays, I put Kawhi Leonard at number one because of what he's been able to accomplish in his career. 19.6 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, three assists, 49.5% from the field, 38.7 from the three-point line, 85.9 from the free-throw line, five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, seven-time All-Defensive, two-time defensive player of the year, one-time steals champ, and a two-time NBA champ, the two defensive player of the year, the seven all-defensive, and the five all-NBAs is what made me put him at number one. And that was my pick and roll. Okay. Number seven, who'd you have? Tobias Harris. Same. Okay. Number six, who'd you have? Nikolai Vucevic. Nikolai, number six for me too. Okay. Number five, who'd you have? Kemba Walker. So did I. Okay, look at us. Number four, who did you have? Jimmy Butler. I did as well. Oh, wow, okay. Um, He would have been behind Kemba if not for that defense. Yeah, 
Yeah, five all defensive. Yeah, the four. All, uh, That's all what put him at number four. Yep. Um, number three, who'd you have? Your man Kyrie. Yeah, Uncle Drew. I could not put him at number one. Like, there's no way I could put him at number one. <laughs> Uncle Drew. Yeah. So he was number three for me as well. Okay. Number two. Clay Thompson. Yep. Look I at us. There wow. As well. Okay. So I did have Kawhi or Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Um, at number one because that seven time. All defensive. All defensive. Oh my God. And two times defensive player. Defensively. Yeah. And then when you can put up 19.6 points per game um, and just really control the floor when he plays. Yeah. Listen, you those, those Spur years, he was great. The Toronto year, they won it. Again, he was still one of those players. I think since the Toronto thing and the injuries and him not wanting to play as yeah. much. But early Kawhi, one of the best to, to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's why I had him number one. Look, Kyrie had a championship. Um, look, we know who won that championship. Oh, got a I little mean, vibe going on between Chakra and Sarah. All right. Yeah, oh. they. Yeah, they. We're all from uh, a group. That's oh, how awesome. I know them as well. Awesome. Phenomenal. So, um, yeah. So, hi to both of you, by the way. Awesome. Um, look, I mean. It's, He's just hard to to be on a team now. Like his ego has gotten way too big for the court, and that is that has actually hurt him from winning anything ever since. Yeah, yeah, agree. You know, and I think it was because of that year they won the championship. But he feels like he's entitled to more, and I don't understand that no, because no. he was clearly not the best player on that team. Well, it's fun when we get them right. We got yep. them right. Good job. Yep. Uh, it is prediction time. And uh, we had a rough yeah. week. And yeah, I'm I fell you, behind I, 60%. That's... I, I, can tell, I can tell how bad I'm going to have a year when the first time I don't pick Joey Logano as a top five driver. And he wins. He won. He won, <laughs> he won yeah. last week, and I'm going, come on. This is where I'm at right now. But uh, I digress. We are 49 and 42 and Ron 54 and 37. Guys, if you're on right now and you want to chime in on some of these games, please do so. Yeah, Chakra, Kenny, Sarah. Uh, but yeah, let's get some let's get some more participation on this. We're gonna fill that board right up. We are gonna start off in the NBA, Ron. And uh the first game we're gonna discuss, uh March 25th, you got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Denver Nuggets. I'm not as convinced. Denver hasn't been playing as well as they have in the past. Uh, you know, the last couple of months, they've, they've kind of started to come back down to earth a little bit. Even though they're at home, I'm going Milwaukee here. Yeah, I'm going Milwaukee also. Uh, just Milwaukee is right now the best team in the league. Agreed. 329, you got the Dallas Mavericks at the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, this is a tough one for me because, like, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, on either team, to be honest with you, like Philadelphia goes on a roll, then they don't, then they go on a roll, and then to me, that's like the Dallas Mavericks season. Um, but I think the Mavs are gonna try to go in there and um, basically shut down Embiid, and the only way they're gonna do that is gonna basically kind of double team him, and you know, uh, my boy Luca's gonna. Gotta have the game of his life. 
Yeah, so I think I think the Mavs are going in there and winning. Okay. I went I went Philly here. I think Embiid's on the MVP run now. He knows that these last few games coming up is going to make a big difference to him getting that that nod. So Embiid's going to go off in this game because he knows it's going to be a big one. And he, the Philadelphia wins. 329, I got the Miami Heat at the New York Knicks. I'm not convinced on the Knicks anymore. I think there's an average team. I went Miami here. I think Miami's going to get into playoff form now. Have they been in playoff form? Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. I, I'm going Knicks. Okay. Um, so we're going to have some different results this week, I guess, right? Hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think the Knicks are going to be home. I think these two teams are kind of – just floating along in, you know, in mid, mid goodness. Mid goodness. I think that is goodness. Not at all. It's a, that's a new term now. (laughs) You know, they're, (laughs) they're not a good, they're not like a, a solid contender, but they're not crap. (laughs) So goodness. But hurt today. I mean, you got (laughs) Yeah. Something with the lower extremities in, in your, your thought process today. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. Ah. Uh, so, uh, March 25th, NHL, we got Tampa Bay Lightning at the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going against the Bruins. I mean, you'd be a fool right now, right? I mean, what do they have? Uh, like 10, 11 games left. If they win eight of them, they break the record for wins, right? So they're going to be pushing for this. They're, they're, they're coming out, and they're playing. Yeah, and I think they're getting healthier. Um, you're starting to see some of those guys. Uh, DeBrusque has been really playing well. DeBrusque has uh, been unbelievable. So uh, I went Boston as well. I just think, look, at home, to your point, they know that the season's winding down. They want to play the best hockey. Not that they haven't played all year, but even now going into the playoffs, right, because the importance of not taking days off at this point Yeah, probably important for them. Uh, March 29th, got the Minnesota Wild at the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going Colorado here. I, yeah. I yeah. You're right. Like, this is, like, this has, this has all the makings of, like, Colorado's now starting to get into form, right? You've seen them creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And now you're looking at them. They could possibly win that division, you know, and, Let's face it; they're gonna—they're just gonna come out, and they're gonna be at home, and they're gonna be, you know, a chance to take over that lead some point soon, if not already. Season's winding down, right? And that's—that's when they make that move. March thirtieth, got the New York Rangers at the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, Rangers have been playing well lately. Um, You know, you're starting to see things pay off for them, and. You know, the Devils don't play as well at home as they do on the road. I think the Rangers are going to go in there. They're going to gonna smack them around. Uh, this could be an ugly one, to be honest with you. Okay. I went Rangers as well. And all the points you just brought up, New Jersey doesn't play well at home. And I think that Kane thing's finally starting. They're starting yeah. to really come into form with that. Yeah. They should be a force. XFL action on March 27th. They got the Houston Roughnecks at the DC Defenders. Defenders, the only team that's still undefeated. Roughnecks, one loss. I am going Defenders here. I think they're going to stay undefeated because they're at home. Yeah, they are going to stay undefeated. And Roughnecks made me lose one, so I'm not picking them again. (laughs) Done. Done with the Roughnecks. 
March 25th, MLS action. Wait, is it Roughnecks or Rednecks? No, it, you can't say that. Why can't um, you? I don't think you can. Um, 325, you got the re Real Salt Lake versus St. Louis City soccer. But you might be if your dad walks you to school <clears throat> and he's in the same grade. Real Salt Lake versus St. Louis City Soccer Club. Uh, that's Major League Soccer on March 25th. Ron, who do you got? Um, oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go Salt Lake because right. I think you're going to take St. Louis. All right. And uh, I'm going St. Louis. And I will say this. Last week, we didn't get anything because they tied. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's a thing. That is a thing. Um, and then we we are finishing off our predictions with another NASCAR race, the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. And we need a top five driver. I am going Tyler Reddick. Oh. Tyler Are you Reddick. related to Pokey? Pokey Reddick. <laughs> Josh Reddick. I was going with the Boston Red Sox. So. Tyler Reddick. Well, Pokey Reddick played for the Red Sox. Oh, did he? All right. There you go. So it, we got a we got a whole team going. The Reddicks. JJ Reddick. Maybe. It could be that too. Speaking of Reddicks. <laughs> Do you know the song Cotton Eye Joe? Cotton Eye Joe, yes. That that's the the rednecks, right? Would you stop? No, that's <laughs> the name of the band. Okay, we got it. We get it. We get it. Who's your driver? <laughs> my <laughs> my driver is Kevin Harwick. You know Didn't who you probably is a fan of that band that sings Cotton Eye Joe. I swear you picked him last week. No. No, I don't know, but that's who I'm picking. All right. All right. So, Ron, before we go into our final thoughts, can you tell Dude, all the like did we both lose on that race? The, the race one, yes. Yeah, I take my, pride in that. I want to pick I, the winner. I was ahead of you, and, and I'm starting to think if as long as our drive, whatever driver fins ahead, because <laughs> I was seven, you were 10. Um, last week. So, before we go into our final thoughts, Ron, can you give the wonderful people out there who are watching and may watch afterwards how they can? continue to support our show by sponsoring it well i can try eric if this agrees with me um it's so simple look if you want to sponsor the show all you have to do is just send us an email at ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com we can send you out all the information but really the only information you need to know that it's so inexpensive that if you go to your local coffee shop and you get a large coffee and a and a chocolate donut. You're gonna spend more on that than you would on on sponsoring a show. So just look. I would love to have you know those um, cinnamon roll companies. You know, say hey, we want to sponsor your pick and roll. You know, that would be awesome. You know, or the future prospects. You know, so if you're like a, a, a college and you want to, yeah, you can you can sponsor the future prospects, you know, I like it. So come I on, like let's go. We, we can use sponsors, you know, sponsor and don't forget, don't forget to do bits, to do, to do stars, you know, and and comment, comment, comment and share. Share without a doubt, without a doubt. 
So, Ron, uh, we are winding down our show as we end every show. We do our final thoughts, and it can be about anything that's going on in the world today. It doesn't necessarily have to be sports-related. I am first this week, so I will give you my final thought. And I just wanted to congratulate uh, Lionel Messi scoring his 800th goal, only the second player to do it, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo being the other one. So those two you think about. The 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 fact that we've lived through some of the most dynamic players in every sport uh, is, is pretty pretty good. But first game since winning the World Cup for Argentina, and he gets to break another record and score his eight hundred goals. So congratulations! Wanted to give a shout out to my soccer guys. You know, uh, Brian and Manny. They've always uh, continued to make sure I'm paying attention a little bit more to soccer. Yeah, we need to so, get them back on. So. Um, that just a great accomplishment, great career. Uh, 35, I believe he is now. So, you know, how much longer he's going to play, but what a great career. Um, and just continues to set records. So, congratulations, Messi, on that uh, 800th goal! Fantastic, such a great player. Um, look, my final thought goes out for uh, Cinderella's. And I say Cinderella's because there really are a couple of Cinderella's there. Uh, first Princeton and, of course, Florida Atlantic. And um, I'll tell you, they had a great run. Um, and, you know, those schools are going to benefit from this in the long run. And that's what I like to see. Because I remember when Gonzaga was one of those teams, you know, and look at them now. Uh, I believe this is their eighth straight year making at least a sweet 16. So, um, so hopefully one of these schools can do that. You know, I, I, and I know Princeton is a, um, um, oh my God. Ivy. Ivy League school. Um, So, but like, I'd like Florida Atlantic to become the next Gonzaga. I really would. Like, I, I would I would love to see them beat Kansas State. You know, I would love to see them in the Final Four. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, but, you know, even if the ball is over and they have to go home, at least they take these memories with them. And all those people that go to those schools uh, should be very proud of that, those teams. And um, hopefully we can see them back in there again next year. Yeah, no, great point, man, I, I, especially the recruiting. The recruiting part, part of it. You thought makes, I was going to ruin the Christmas cards. I really thought you were going to go negative there. Uh, but I will say from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, these coaches that are in some of these schools get such a great opportunity to bring kids yeah. in now because they can say, look, I could get you on, you know, the national stage. Right. So right. great point. Great point. Ron, it's been a fun show tonight. It has had a been good a time. Show. Had a good time tonight. I want to thank everybody that joined us live. Chakra, Sarah Dempity, Kenny, Faceless. You guys have been awesome. Thank you for all the support every week. You guys are always jumping on here. Everybody that continues to watch us afterwards, just continue to share it. Follow us on our social media platforms. Continue to help us grow. And again, if you'd love to sponsor the show, we just want to get some sponsors on this show so we can continue to do amazing things for Sports Unfolded. Rhode Island Broadcasting continues to grow over 10,000 followers. So you make sure you know, you're going to have eyes on your business consistently with uh, you know, the great things that they're doing over there. But Ron, I will see you next Friday. 
I cannot wait. We'll have uh, maybe a, some national championship uh, picks and predictions uh, yep. as well, and uh, so much more. So stay tuned next week. And all we ever ask for every single week is peace on earth. Have a great night, everybody.